Welcome to the Ontario Outdoor Pursuit Podcast. We deliver a hunting podcast from Ontario, Canada. We'll give you season updates, harvest reports, and how we go from field to plate. We're going to even talk about our equipment setups and the gear we use. We're just a couple of fellows who understand that we don't know everything, but we put meat on the table every year. Sit back and enjoy our stories. What's up, boys and girls? Welcome to Ontario Outdoor Pursuit 2020. Cam here tonight as your host, going solo, and we're going to do, I'm going to do a 2019 in review, mostly my 2019 in review. Uh, Marcello is going to be doing his, I'm sure, in the very near future, but tonight is about my 2019. So... Now that we're kind of in the same time as how 2019 started out, um, 2019 started with the ATA show, which is currently going on right now. If you haven't seen a bunch of posts via social media, it is an absolute paradise, a paradise for hunters of all kinds, um, especially archery, archery hunters. And it kicked off 2019 for us in a very cool manner. And meeting all those, uh, the people that we kind of look up to, the people that you get to see all over social media, the people who do all kinds of crazy hunts all year long, and that that is just their lifestyle. Well, we all kind of practice the same lifestyle. Some just get to hunt a little bit more, whereas we're stuck at work, kind of like right now and five days a week for me. But that's how 2019 started. We slowly worked our way through the whole kind of convention season. We went out to the Rodney Big Buck show, and that was awesome. And I just want to say that 2019 was super cool for meeting all kinds of new people. New people um, from the ATA show and people that we're all still connecting with. Um, uh, Definitely a very large thank you to everyone that kind of helped with how our 2019 year went um, with a lot of the companies. Hunters Blend Coffee, they were a couple, a few great guys that are just, they make an awesome blend of coffee for starters. And they've been in contact with us ever since. And uh, here we are, we've been chatting with them up to this point, this ATA show. Um, and Afflictor Broadheads, we were chatting with those guys lots. They send us some cool stuff, and we've been using that. We're still going to be using that. That's going to be coming into our 2020 hunting season. And, of course, our all-time favorite, Kickaboo Shop. Kickaboo, uh, Ray has been phenomenal. Um, we also got to work with him a little bit at the Toronto Sportsman Show. And... Uh, definitely something we're going to look into in the the near future for exploring that because that was just a blast so thank you to everyone um those guys have just they've been along for the ride for sure and uh love to see what happens in 2020 with um some other cool things so hunting season finally got through with all of our kind of shows and uh, meet and greets and uh Turkey season kicked us off. So turkey season was awesome this year. We both got to harvest birds and I got my very first archery turkey. So I've mostly shotgunned, actually I've always shotgunned turkeys. And up to this point, 
I mean, beside from the podcast that I think I said I would not do another archery turkey hunt anytime soon, I'm probably going to do another one this year. It'll probably be the first bird I try and get. I'm definitely going for two birds this year. Cross my fingers that we go into 2020 with positive thoughts and not take our negativity from my unsuccessful, so to speak, 2019 with me. But it was, uh, it was a totally different hunt. Uh, I don't usually hunt with a blind for a turkey. Um, I've always just been perched up against the tree, and I guess with a shotgun, it's a little bit easier. Um, trying to do that with a bow, it's not so easy. Turkeys have an extraordinary vision. Um, they see, I believe it's 270 degrees, so they see such a, a wide array of small little movements, and they're birds, so birds do have the best vision. And... It was cool to hunt from a blind. It kind of, um, it, it's not cheating, but it was a lot easier. And I'll definitely, I'm going to do it again. I'm going to use the blind for sure. Um, so Altan Safe, they hooked us up with a bunch of cool stuff and uh, got another blind to try out from them. So that'll be going out this year. Back to the turkeys. It was really cool to see that many toms come out. Um, there's something about calling early in the mornings um it's it the whole bush comes alive once the turkeys are up and gobbling and responding to your calls it's it's just amazing that you can be that vocal with another animal and this time i harvested in the evening and that was uh it was a different hunt they are not quite as vocal as what you generally hear and expect in the mornings and uh they basically went straight to the food. Uh, there was about six or seven hens, and I think there was about a total of five toms that came out. Three kind of hung around, two kind of buggered off with the hens, and I was able to put uh, two arrows, two arrows through the turkey that I was able to harvest, and uh, it was awesome. I mean, I love shooting my bows, so bringing it out and getting something that I haven't before with... Um, my bow was, that was really cool. So that's one I won't forget. And of course he's up on the wall and uh, I went with a generic mount style with a fan and the beard. So Turkey was awesome. And I'm already looking forward now that I'm just kind of chilling out that the ice is not fishable really around this area. Turkey will be here soon. Do not worry. After Turkey, Marcello and I, we took off for a short little uh, bear trip up to what we like to call our bear camp. Um, and Peter is uh, where we go for our, our bear camp. He's got a nice little, I believe it's 95 acre property uh, just up north. And he's a good friend of my grandfather's and so kindly has let us hunt there for the past couple of years. And hopefully we'll continue that with 2020 and the years to come. So 2019 was the first year we didn't see any bears up at camp. Um, there was some intel from the renters of one of the properties my grandfather still has that there was a bear right on their property, and that was about two clicks away from where we were staying. So um, we didn't get that until they were back into service and weren't able to make a pursuit on that animal. But it's kind of just the way it goes. It was uh, getting into camp this year was 
pretty interesting. We did have a lot of rain over the winter, if anyone can recall. We actually had a tough time getting back into where our camp is usually. So it was just the the water and the two places that we had crossed where the river is was just overflowed. It was a, a solid foot of water that um, we had to get over. And there was lots of rain in the uh, the future for us that weekend so we had actually decided to pack it up early and head out of there before we were kind of stuck back there for a few days so that was our 2019 bear season so i hope that uh our 2020 season can go a heck of a lot better in that scenario and many others for hunting and then we got into the season of prep and many other amazing things. I had my wedding this fall right uh, during moose season, although my wife is awesome. She was totally cool with me taking off just a couple days after the wedding to go moose hunting with the fellas, and that was another great time. Um, Just scrolling through some of the photos here right now, all of the cool things that we got to venture, um, unfortunately, We were unsuccessful harvesting a moose. Basically, if you guys were able to listen to our podcast regarding our moose camp, we seen the moose. They were definitely there. There was loads of bears. There was, you know, wolves in the vicinity. It was an all-around great experience, but it was an unsuccessful hunt. We did not bring moose home. I just, I, I feel that looking back on the things that we got to see and one photo in particular is just uh, me and Steve S. Grimnick 11 we are just kind of overlooking this little area it was on kind of the last day we went for a hike through some really thick stuff I'm a pretty small dude so I can fit through there no problem but Steve's bigger than I am and man we we trudged through some shit but it was it was a heck of a time and looking over it like the super tall trees the thick of it all the smell um it's just that's something you know we're we're talking about it right now so it's that's the stuff that I can't say it was totally unsuccessful hunt because it wasn't that would be not true so i hope that we can do definitely better in the years to come um 2020 moose camp won't be taking place this year um some of the guys are doing different things in their lives i believe marcello still might attend but he's going to be going um on a rifle moose hunt so um some things are going to be a little bit different i'm actually planning to go on an elk hunt whether that happens this year if i can get my shit together i don't know it's going to happen soon, but there's a few things, you know, there's, there's lots of different adventures I'm looking to get under my belt. And, um, that's a lengthy trip that certainly could, uh, open up some space for some new memories. So that was our 2019 moose trip. I hope that the years to come are better. I hope anyone, uh, in our camp that's going into a 2020 moose hunt, if they're able to make it is successful. But after that, we got home. And we got right into waterfowl. Uh, I don't usually get out too, too much for waterfowl this year. I think I got out three or four times. I think three times with the guys. And uh, watching Marcello work his magic with the calls is just 
phenomenal. Um, it's it's a sight to see. It's another rendition of turkey hunting, kind of with birds flying around in the air, coming into your spread, and you know packing up, taking tailgate photos. It's definitely an awesome time in that uh, kind of end of September, early October. I'm not spending too much time in the whitetail woods in the early October. So it's a great time for me to get out and get some waterfowl under my belt. So the only thing this year with waterfowl that um, I really observed was the how late the crop was up. Um, corn wasn't coming down till later on, much later on, mid-October, end of October, and uh, even parts of November into December. So I, th- I feel like we could have been, um, a lot more successful with the, the hunts that I was on specifically, but nonetheless, they were all successful. There's lots of birds flying around and Marcello, I'm sure can expand on that once he gets to tell his part, but whitetail season is, uh, is my passion. October hits. Um, I've prepped for so long. I've checked so many cameras, um, and this year I was able to get out the new spy point cell camera. So that was a bonus feature. Wet my whistle here. And there was lots of target bucks at, um, a new property that I had. So that was really cool <clears throat> being able to pick up a new property and, uh, you know, kind of really go to town and see what I seen, uh, for the first season that I have been there was awesome. Unfortunately, there was two of the target bucks I was after. Um, I had seen them around all summer. I posted plenty of photos, videos of these guys. They were both harvested, um, in the first week of November. So it's unfortunate to see them down, but the people were hunting that, that same farm. So at least I was able to chat with the people hear about the hunt and uh, I did see lots myself, as you guys would see if you'd follow along on the Instagram. And it was it was awesome. The amount of deer that I get to see per sit is just everything that I've learned all put into those those sits. Um, you know, my my scent control, the observation of what time of day I'm seeing them, where they're coming from, where they're going to, what they're feeding on what time of the year it is, whether the rut's going on, whether it's not, and all that plays a role. So it's super gratifying to see, you know, five, six deer walk underneath you and chow down on an apple snack that you just had. So we got through the first few weeks of deer season and got our way into December, left it a little late waiting on a few good shooter bucks. And uh, I just couldn't seal the deal. Couldn't seal the deal with a target buck. Um, I was lucky enough to have the opportunity at a doe that I had seen five times. Um, she and, uh, her kind of second year, uh, I'm going to say Dauphin came underneath me. Um, December 30th is when I decided to draw back the bow on the big doe um, and let the arrow fly. And I believe what I had seen, I'd, I'd hit her good. She kicked high and uh, she, she fled real quick. She sprinted, which is always a great sign. And uh, the only thing that, that really cautioned me was that there was no blood right away. 
and uh, in 2018 when I harvested my buck there was blood immediately um, and it, it could have been my setup it could have been my arrow placement uh, but what I believe had happened that I'd shot the doe um, I had wedged it in perhaps so she was broadside looking at me her right side was facing me and I think I wedged that arrow right in her front left shoulder and maybe it was a tad high maybe an inch too high so a high lung shot if you can picture that and she didn't she didn't let any blood out for about uh, the first probably 20 yards and then we started to get into some good blood my wife had actually come out and tracked with me for I think we did three hours the first night or two and a half hours and uh bundled her up and dragged her along she was a great help and we came across lots of good blood for a good 80 90 yards and slowly kind of lost it as it went into some marshy area we had it was a very wet place to look and uh, at this point it was quite dark so we had backed out and waited till the next day until I had another set of hands and we went out unfortunately December 31st hit us with a serious snowfall so we got a good four inches here in Strathroy and that did not make tracking deer easy um, we did come across probably another five to ten yards of blood on small branches and grasses along the way and didn't come across anything we didn't find any more blood we we had probably logged another three and a half hours that day uh, myself and Steve and uh, I didn't find any sign of any bedding. Uh, lots of deer still moving around there. And that was it. At that point, I had to make a decision whether we were going to carry on and search for something that might not be dead or something that is injured and carrying on. Or It, it was tough. It, it's always tough. Um, it has happened to me before. And uh, there's... There's lots that I can do to kind of fix that, I guess. And that definitely is going to start off with a lot more practicing for 2020. Even though it seemed maybe via social media that there was lots of archery time in 2019. There was, but obviously there wasn't enough because that didn't that didn't fan out for me towards the end. Um, you know, <clears throat> this does happen to other people as well. And... There isn't a reason to be ashamed of it. It's a uh, it's a hurtful thing. It's it definitely sucks. It's something I don't wish on anyone. But it is uh, they're very tough animals, and sometimes these things do happen. So don't be ashamed of it. Don't hold it in. Just better yourself is really the advice I could give to that. Um, I did get. Uh, another subscription for uh, the cell camera so I can keep an eye on what uh, deer are moving around there. Hopefully I can see her. We did not recover the arrow, um, which leads me to believe that it is still wedged in there or perhaps it broke off at some point. Um, I was shooting a full metal jacket um, and an iron will broadhead. So those were 464 grains. Um, it's definitely a heavy hitting arrow at 61 pounds. Unfortunately, it, it didn't work out for me. So I'm going to be doing a lot more practicing for 2020. 
um, and a lot more practicing through the hunting season. I feel that's one thing I definitely lack and, you know, you're getting out to the stand, you're getting back at dark and if the next day arises where you're like, okay, great, well, I'm going to go out and shoot, maybe she even shoot around to 3D. Well, the winds are great, you're off work early, you're certainly headed to the bush, you're not headed to shoot around a 3D. So, but I think maybe I will take a, uh, a round of 3D this year. So, 2019 was freaking awesome. I don't know how 2020 is going to quite be topped in the hunting category, but I know it's going to start out with... Um, some indoor archery right now gonna get right back to the range i'm kind of sitting here dwelling that i don't get to see all the super cool things that are coming out at the ata show but i know i'm gonna get to hear all about them so i hope that everyone had a very successful 2019 and i look forward to chatting with and whomever it may be working with in 2020, uh, Marcello and I are more than grateful for where this has gone for us. Um, we're able to share our stories, share our success, share our unsuccessful events, and we want this to be a place for you guys to share your stories as well. So if you've got a cool story, something, something unusual, or if you want to share it with, you know, 15,000 other people that are, are seeing these uh, podcasts, why don't you go ahead, send us a DM, and we'd certainly be happy to set up a call where you can share your stories as well. Thank you guys for tuning in to another solo cast of my 2019 recap. Um, for any of you guys that are attending any of the nearby local conventions, uh, the Big Buck Show, the Toronto Sportsman Show, we hope to make it out to all of these nearby events and uh hope to see and meet some new people there so if you are um look forward to seeing that and uh thank you again to everyone who helped make 2019 awesome we've got a lot to work up to for 2020 talk to you guys soon